0: Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Leon.
1: Hello, and welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss all the terrible things and people we see on TV. Tonight's (laughs) guest is giving me life in her new movie, Give Me Pity, actress Sophie von Hasselberg. Welcome, Sophie.
0: Thank you. Hi. Just so happy to be here giving you life.
1: (laughs) It's Tuesday. Um, It's a good day. Thank you for being here, Sophie. I really appreciate you.
0: I'm so thrilled. I just can't wait to hear all of the Bravo news that I've been, you know, missing for the last 10 years of my life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a tiny bit of Bravo news for you. Some terrible TV recommendations. And of course, we're jumping into Give Me Pity Tonight. So check that out. It's on Amazon Prime. Go check it out. It is crazy. It is a trip. It's manic. It's like psychedelic. It's paranormal. It's a Saturday night special. It's incredible. I love it.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I'm just going to give my, give an extra plug to the movie, which is, it's also available on Apple and on Roku. So, you know, wherever you get your films.
1: Like How We Met, um, you did a movie, Love Reconsidered, produced by one of my, best friends, SJ Loco, And so I went to the movie screening premiere of LA and that's where we met.
0: Yes, exactly. Also, I can't wait for SJ to hear this. Um, SJ is so <laughs> fabulous. She's a casting director and a producer. And we made this really fun indie rom-com um, in Southampton. It'll be out there in some fashion soon. And how fortuitous that we got to meet that, that stormy night in LA.
1: I know. It was a stormy night in LA. Yes. SJ's she's fabulous. Yes. It's surprise SJ. Look who I have on the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You better Um, be listening, bitch.
1: I went to the Hamptons for the first time with SJ. So we, we have a little Hamptons connection for sure out there. I love the Hamptons. God, we need to go back.
0: Wait, you must, though, have loved have loved Love Reconsidered because it has a very famous Bravo person on it, Luke Goldbranson from Summer House. Yes, Winter I House.
1: I loved it. I loved Love Reconsidered and Luke is so cute. And the oh, best part is. is that he's so nice, too.
0: He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's also one of, by far, one of the hottest people I've ever been in the same room with. He's stunning.
1: He's so But then beautiful. he's almost
0: so nice that I'm like... It almost like undercuts the handsomeness. I'm like, wait, why aren't you just being a
1: dick? (laughs) Watch Summer House. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. (laughs) And John Lemon, such a cutie as well.
0: Oh, my God. I know. He's the best. Such Uh. a good actor and just like such a like perfect, sweet, goofy weirdo, which I just love.
1: I love John Lemon after the premiere or I think it was the night before we went to the polo lounge and we were like having a chocolate souffle and just like talking about the movie and about happens. I was complaining a little bit about my career. <laughs> he's like, are we not?" he's like, yeah. Um, okay. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't wait to go to your movie tomorrow. <laughs> he, was, he was probably like, who is this guy? No, we had a good time. Um, love reconsidered. Go check that out. It's fabulous. So when I got Sophie, uh, You know, when I asked her to do the podcast, I sent her an email and I was like, what are you watching? And she sent me a list of what she's watching. But what you don't watch is what stuck out to me because you're like, I wish I watched like shows like Swarm and Yellow Jackets, but I'm not watching that. So I was like, hold on, what is this Swarm? So then I checked it out. So Sophie gave me my terrible TV recommendation for the week, (laughs) which is go watch Swarm, you guys. It's on Amazon Prime and it's about like crazy fans
0: i just want to say the reason why i said i am not watching those shows is because i cannot do horror i mean ironically give me pity sort of is horror but like (laughs) it just it lodges in my brain and in my imagination in a way that for weeks after i have problems sleeping so i watch like an episode of something and i'm like well this is so fucking good that there's no way I can actually watch the rest of the season. Um, But people love Swarm. Glad to hear you enjoyed it.
1: (laughs) Produced by Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. What an amazing genius. Donald, we need to work together. I really think, honestly, it's about Beyonce fans. DM in the inbox and let me know what you're feeling. Should I cover it on the pod? Let me know. Let me know. So in Bravo News, Ariana Maddox is joining Dancing with the Stars. Obviously, she's from Vanderpump Rules. There's been a big scandal. And Tom cheated on Ariana. And it's been this whole thing where, like, the whole world is very, very vigilante. And they're like, get Tom, get Tom. So um, it's kind of scary. I'm telling everyone to calm down. Maybe everyone's been listening to the Reputation album for Taylor Swift a little bit too much. (laughs) Um, You guys, it's a TV show. And they're just people. Let's all calm down. And something good came out of it. She's going on Dancing with the Stars, everyone. So let's just take a chill pill. Um, Would you ever go on Dancing with the Stars? You know, I don't know if I
0: would. Okay, I read Jennifer Gray's memoir. How so is it? Had, it's truly unbelievable. It's such good writing. She's so funny. She's so wry and smart. And she talked about her experience of dancing with the stars and said that it was like just the most rewarding experience. I mean, it like tore her body apart, but just that it was so rewarding to be dancing again in that way, like as a lifelong dancer. That's my
1: favorite season. Really? Yes. Oh, my like God. She I can won she cried like it dedicating it to patrick swayze oh my Uh. god it was so good Oh, my
0: God. I mean, it, so after reading that, I was like, oh, wait, maybe Dancing with the Stars is actually is the path to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I would go on. But I think at this stage in my career, it would feel pretty silly because like I'm not really a star star. So I think oh, I would stop, kind of feel like an being Dancing with the Mini Stars. Um <laughs>
1: So, if anyone out there is listening, Dancing with the Stars, Sophia said, maybe you better go pursue that, you guys.
0: <laughs> would you go on Dancing with the Stars? I have a feeling I know the answer.
1: I totally would go on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Just to like lose the weight, <laughs> you know, lose the COVID pounds and like get back into the rhythm of movement. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know how it is. Like, we're out here in Hollywood hustling and bustling, so a job is a job. I would do it, yes.
0: Oh, my God. Amen. A job is a job is a job. (laughs) I couldn't agree more.
1: (laughs) Well, congratulations on the movie. It's a trip for sure. Does Sissy feel like the most important role to date?
0: Yes, for sure. I mean, I think it's so... For those of you who haven't seen the movie yet, I'm hoping after this podcast you go right out and rent it. Um, it is it's basically a one-woman show set in the 70s and 80s, and as you watch it, it's like you're watching one of those television specials, sort of like a variety show. So I play this actress Sissy St. Clair who's hosting her very first variety show, and as it goes on, she's sort of I, my character starts to lose her grip on reality, and many things happen, and it starts to fall apart at the seams. Um. So I think just because of how much it required of me and how much I loved the script and everything. Um, And it's really, I mean, it's the biggest role I've ever played, certainly. So yeah, it definitely feels like the most, sort of the biggest thing I've done to date and very, very exciting.
1: It's super exciting. I watched it um, about a week ago, late at night. I took a little edible, sorry. (laughs) Nice,
0: good, 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 good. No, I was like,
1: like, oh my god this is crazy creepy and then and and then also like for full transparency i'm writing my own my own short film right now so after watching it i was like yes let's go like i shouldn't be scared of the psychedelic love dancing i'm writing
0: (laughs) oh i mean that is actually something that i've heard from a lot of people and that makes me really excited is people being like that movie made me want to write like I think just that it's I think Amanda Kramer, who directed and wrote it, is such a genius, and her write her writing truly jumps off the screen, and I think it's it's sort of inspired a lot of people that I've spoken to, which how how great is that
1: yeah it's it was definitely speaking to me in that way. um I've been writing late at night from like twelve to four in the morning, my emails are like all over the place, so People are like, why are you writing me at 3.30 in the morning? And I'm like, because I'm writing right now. I'm in the creative like space from like 12 to 4 in the morning. Um, so like after watching Give Me Pity, I was like, I'm jumping into this psychedelic love scene that I'm writing. So it's kind of cool. Great. It's about an actor who like sees his future during a psychedelic experience while watching a drag show.
0: Wow. Okay. And does he see his experience and is it positive? Sorry, he sees his future and is it positive or is it negative? Yes, or like- it is.
1: It is. It's like, you know, what we feel when something scares us. And we're like, you know, if it scares us, we should jump in because this is a good thing, you know? Yes. I feel like definitely as performers, um, when we get the butterflies, when we get nervous, when we get scared, that is a really like a green light for us intrinsically to like go for it. So I really feel like that's like what Sissy kind of gave you. uh, I'm assuming just because I, you know, I read that the project was all ready to go. Amanda Kramer had sought you out for the role. Do you think that the role was written specifically for you?
0: You know, I mean, I think the script already existed in some form before, or at least the idea existed before she and I linked up. I don't think that it was tailored to me. And in a way, actually, I think like anyone could play Sissy and it would just be such a different movie with any actress or any actor. Um, but obviously I feel she is mine, Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't tailored to me in that way, at least not that I know of.
1: Got it. And, you know, so you read the script and so what made you say, yes, did it give you those tingly feelings that I was kind of talking about?
0: I mean, exactly what you just said is what made me say, yes, I read it. I was totally terrified because I had never sung and danced on screen I had never led a feature film as the only actor. It's like, yeah, of course, when when the fuck would I have done that? Like broke out in a full body sweat and was like, oh, this is the sign that obviously I have to do this. Anything that scares me that much is like, yes, green light means go. Or is it maybe yes. like red light means go? I mean <laughs> your body is like, this is so scary. Don't jump.
1: But Amen. I'm so glad I did. That's yeah. so cool. Yes. It's very, the audience loves me and I love them. <laughs> right. Lots of monologues, lots of songs. You guys, it's something that is just going to stick out in your mind for at least a whole, like a whole week. I watched the trailer and I went straight to Sophie when I met her and I was like, okay, I know we're here for Love Reconsidered, but what the fuck I just watched the trailer for your new movie and she was like oh my god the American number like that was incredible probably my favorite number very patriotic what did you do for to prep for the role because you said you've never sung and danced before on screen like that before so what did you do to prep for this part?
0: Um, I mean, so I, I grew up dancing, so like the dancing part, I was just really excited about. And I also knew that this woman, that this character didn't have to be an incredible dancer. So I was sort of like, whatever I can bring to the role, whatever my skills are, are going to be okay. So the dancing part, I was like, that's squared away. The singing was the part that I was really nervous about because singing, do you sing at all? I do. I thought you were about to be like, I do, here we go. Um, <laughs> and there he goes, breaking into song. 90 um,
1: degrees, I do cherish you. No, yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do dabble in the musical arts, darling.
0: So, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but singing is so naked. It's like so vulnerable and it mm-hmm. feels so intimate. So the idea that I was going to be doing that, you know, on a soundstage by myself with like a bunch of backup dancers was was like really intimidating to me. But I was like, <laughs> if I can slay this dragon, wow. Like I have tackled one of my biggest fears. Um, So I worked really hard on the singing, which was also just great. Cause it's like, I got to exercise a muscle that I hadn't really exercised in a while. What's her voice like? And you know, all that fun, all the fun stuff about being an actor.
1: I know and oh, gosh, I was so jealous of all the fun you had. <laughs> You guys, she has yeah, like 25 you... costume changes. Like you wore so many different things. Um, oh, the
0: looks are unbelievable. Oh Yeah, my did God. you have like they...
1: such a good time with that?
0: I truly had the best time, but it was also totally shocking because it's like you, you know, I'm sitting there kind of rehearsing on my own, figuring out who this character is. And then all of a sudden you get to set and they start doing things to your hair and the makeup and you're like, oh my God, oh, this is a totally different person. Or like, it's adding to the person that I thought she was. You know, there are so many different elements that then come together to create this full picture. It's so not me, you know, it's which is fabulous. It's like, it gives you so much room to play around in. Are you going to play the role in your short film?
1: So I, I am going to play the main actor who is trying to you know find himself and like he's not really seen in his career his home life his relationship his work life and i think as humans that's what we're looking for like we just want to be seen we want to be heard we want to be loved that's what he's looking for and he sees this drag show he sees it on a psychedelic trip and he has this connection and it's almost like the American beauty scene where he's watching the cheerleader and it's just him and her in the auditorium. But in reality, like there's like 500 people there. So that's kind of like what it is. Like they have this connection and while they're dancing in this psychedelic trip, like he sees his future and um, you know, it kind of breaks away when the laughter, I mean, when the applause comes and it's like a very short moment, but in reality, everyone's like, who is this guy? Like interrupting a drag show, dancing with the drag queen, but in my mind, it's like this connection, this like Little Mermaid, like you know when she's taking the voice, Ursula's taking the voice from Ariel. It's like this big, beautiful connection without Ursula in it.
0: Oh, I love that idea. (laughs) That sounds. Oh, I can't wait to see that.
1: Thank you, thank you. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm working on right now, and it definitely gave me inspiration to like really go into the nitty gritty and to not be afraid of like. So who cares if there's like this aspect and who cares if like it goes really into the psychedelic trip? Um, because yeah. that's kind of like what this movie did as well. Like you guys went into different realms. Do you believe in ghosts yourself?
0: I do. You heard it here first. I believe in ghosts. <laughs> um, yes, I I do believe in ghosts. I've just had too many weird experiences to not believe in them. I've, I've heard them. I've been around them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The world is too crazy to not have ghosts exist. You know, it's like, come on.
1: (laughs) Ghosts, aliens. They're all. Exactly. They're all. They're
0: all here, guys.
1: (laughs) Um, it gets a little dark. You know, there's like almost like a demonic thing in the movie that happens. Like, do you do you believe that far into the spiritual realm, or you're like. I believe in ghosts, but that's about it. Or, like, do you believe in good and evil? Because that's kind of, like, what the movie is based on. Like, there's, like, this evil force that kind of comes into her space,
0: yeah it's interesting i mean it's it's been really fun hearing people's different reactions to that particular element of the story because different people see it as very different things and everybody Mm -hmm. is like sure that their version is the correct one and i think amanda intentionally sort of leaves it as like there is no real correct one it's sort of this open-ended like is it a real thing? Is it my imagination? Is it like a demonic presence? I mean, there's certainly a presence at work, but it's like, does the audience see that person? Do only I see that person? All of that stuff. Okay, I'm I'm not like a big woo-woo person in like, uh, I'm not like into astrology. Sure, I love to read my horoscope every once in a while, but like, that's not really my thing. There's a line in the film about about demonic energy, but it's like sometimes you feel that from a person and you're like, I could not put my finger on what that is, except to say that, like, you have really intensely evil energy. I mean, you wouldn't say that to their face, but you know (laughs) what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do. I Well, you know what? So, like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not really – I love all that stuff. But I'm mostly, like, into energies and stuff. So I would be, like, there's a dark energy coming from there demon and demonic i don't like to say that sort of stuff only because i grew up catholic and Mm. so like my grandma scared the shit out of me when i was little she'd be like you know don't say that sort of stuff and you're attracted and i don't know like i think all the folklore and warning tales as uh as a kid in the latino family just end up messing with your head in a negative Uh. way so (laughs) that's a different story though
0: (laughs) are you still catholic
1: no I'm not no I'm
0: not we talked a lot about Catholicism this weekend because you know it was Easter this past weekend yes and one of my friends went to a Catholic high school like an all-boys Catholic high school and so there was a lot of talk about sort of like what is the role of gays in Catholicism now like you know he has a friend who's who's queer but is studying to be a priest
1: really and my
0: friend was like I think that that you know There is no version of acting within this system. Anyway, very interesting conversations, but. Oh my
1: God, no, totally up my alley as well, just because I definitely grew up Catholic, grew up conflicted with that. I am a queer person, I am gay. And it's the reason that I stray away from religion these days, just because of the way that I was treated growing up. And like, I had a best friend who wanted to be a priest as well. And then I didn't speak to him for like five or six years, uh, not for anything like specific we were just like kids that moved away and and yeah. then so when I met up with him later in life he was I was like oh my god do you like do you still want to be a priest and it was like a different person and he's wow. like no I don't like what you don't know is like I actually was like sexually molested by my priest and like there was a class action lawsuit like there was like five victims in my church and like so he's like I don't believe anything that was spoon-fed to me and I was like oh my god like basically like it just, like, killed his spirit. Like, I knew him as yeah. a specific person, and then I met him again, and he was, like, a broken adult. It was so sad.
0: Oh, my God. That's really distressing. And, I I mean, also part of what's tragic is that it's, like, that's not a totally unpopular story, right? Like, that's exactly. not an unheard of situation anyway it, not, not to not to bring down the convo but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all good um so you said like the uh, I read that the movie took five days to shoot and I read that you said they were the greatest five days of your life yeah. and obviously like we know why but I want to hear it from you like what was
0: I think for me to be performing that hard every single day for 10 to 12 hours a day like Nothing feels more fulfilling um, or more enlivening. It's that thing, like, getting home at the end of the day and being bone tired and knowing that you're going to get up the next day and keep working. Like, that is so gratifying to me, which I I think to most performers, it's like, that doesn't sound crazy. I just love singing and dancing so much, and I love acting so much that to get to, like, I mean, obviously it's like, I think using the phrase like acting hard is definitely not the right <laughs> the right thing to use. But you know, it's like you're doing everything so intensely
1: and it was just so fun. You did fabulous, Sophie. Like you did so great. Like obviously it runs in your family. Like your mom is Bette Midler. I know that I read that she loved the film and that she thought it was fantastic. And then she was mostly like, I want the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the the silver uh, sequin outfit, like the very beginning, like I could oh, it's not, so uh, it's so good. And obviously you look just like your mom. So I couldn't help but think about her. And I was like, she looks just like her. She sounds just like her.
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting. I think in that first number in the silver, in the silver outfit, I was like, oh, wow, I do actually look a lot like her and sound like her. But I think as the film goes on, that changes a lot. Like, I think you start to see all these other elements of sissy that have nothing to do with Bette Midler. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like a love letter to to any performer who has ever, God, just, like, wanted so badly to, quote, unquote, make it. Right? Like, that's sort of what the whole movie is about.
1: I love it. I love it. At the end of the day, it's like, it goes back to like being seen, being heard, being loved. Like, please love me audience. Take me. I want to be famous. I loved it. I love the monologues. Like I love the monologue by the window. Um, I love the letters. Like when you were pulling up the letters, it gave me very much Saturday night special because they used to do that. So fabulous to see, but I feel like you're also not a stranger to like dressing up, right? Like you love to go and dress up every once in a while.
0: Oh, my God. I love getting dressed up in costumes, just in my regular clothes. Like, I sometimes feel like everything I wear kind of looks like a costume, which is not really true. It's like often, obviously, I'm in jeans and a T-shirt. But like, if there is an excuse for me to put on, like, I don't know, some weird onesie pantsuit, I'm going to be in it.
1: (laughs) I have to ask you, because I know you went to the Met Gala. You went for the camp theme. You went with your mom. I I, I mostly want to ask about the inside of the Met Gala. What happens in there? Like, do people eat? Do they talk to each other, checking out each other's outfits? Like, what happens in there?
0: It's such a, it's so amazing. I feel really, really honored that I've gotten to go. Like, it's so, it's one of those things that I never, in my wildest dreams, thought would happen. And I think my mom honestly feels the same. I think we were both like, wait, (laughs) we're invited, what? Um, But everybody is... I think because you're in such an incredible vast space, and you, you know, the only people there are the people who are at the gala. It feels like everybody has a real sense of how special the occasion is. It's not that it's formal, but it's like everybody is there is is kind of there for the event, as in like there for it in the whatever the contemporary phrases. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. here for it, like that. Um, but is there food? There is food, you are seated at tables, oh. and there's a performance. Yeah, oh, so it's, wow. it's tables, it's seated, there's a performance. I definitely ate. I don't know if everybody else eats. Some of those dresses, I think it's, like, hard to even eat a half a chicken. I was going to
1: say, like, some people are dressed so crazy, I don't even know how they would sit down, let alone, like, pick up a fork and eat. I mean, I would Which eat all the So
0: I mean, it's also really fun to watch people sort of, like, navigate how to sit in certain outfits, like... Katy Perry wore a chandelier. It's like how the fuck do you sit down in that? You know, so all of that stuff and it's it, it was it was really fun and really really special.
1: That's so cool. Uh, goals to go to the Met Gala for I sure. Know,
0: truly. Goals you to went, get back there sometime.
1: <laughs> right? And you went for like one of the best ones. That camp theme was super controversial. What is camp to you?
0: Oh, camp to me is <inaudible> Oh, give me pity is ultimate high camp for sure. Yeah.
1: Thank I you for that. filling
0: in my answer for me. Thank you for <laughs> filling in the blank. I appreciate it. Don't put me on the spot like that. What is camp?
1: Like, are you ready to just to like to jump in more into the singing and dancing thing?
0: All of the above. Um, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Yes. Like I'm so happy that I got to sing and dance and just to sort of rip off that aid and be like, Oh, right. This is something that I love to do. Um, I It was so exciting to me to work on a film that did have that sort of more avant-garde element, like working on something that felt weird and really special was really exciting to me. So I'm excited for that. And then at the same time, of course, I'm like, yes, I'll take whatever comes. I just want to be working.
1: And then yeah. I know COVID affected the shooting of the schedule and you shot it a year later. Was it kind of like you know i COVID messed up so many things for so many people and yeah. obviously it was like such a bad time in everyone's lives and did it feel like man what the f like i was just ready to do this
0: oh i mean it, it it was i like couldn't acknowledge how upset i was because i was like if i even start if i even start tackling the fact that we're not gonna make this movie i'm just gonna fall apart at the seams i'm like i'm just gonna cry for a th- three months on end and also like, yeah, there are way worse things going on in the world than the fact that like, I don't get to make this movie right now. Yes. <laughs> so I think it was like trying, of course, to keep everything in perspective while also just trying to be like, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. So then when we actually got to shoot it, it was also such a release for me of just like, oh my God, we're here and we're doing this thing that we've, that we're meant to do. You know, it felt very like the
1: Absolutely, I love that. Um, I actually got to work during the pandemic on a sitcom, so I felt super blessed to, like, actually work during the pandemic. It was super hard. Um, You know, I just feel like I got to that level where I can be in the rooms that I, uh, you know, have dreamt about being in. And then COVID hit and like it's like okay i get to go into the rooms with no feedback and just self tapes and
0: isn't it uh, so crazy i miss like, uh, live feedback so much i was at a show last night and i ran into this casting director and he was like i'm trying to bring rooms back like you know i miss just being in a casting room with people i'm like me too
1: me too i'm just like i need feedback like they want me to get the part yes. like they want us to do well So like part of that, I was really relying on that. Like once I got to that level where like the auditions were super important, the roles could change my life. And like now there's no feedback. I'm looking into like a camera, like, or like my webcam. It's, it's definitely not the same. So praying and hoping that we'll get back to the, back into the rooms and like, hopefully me and you get to work together.
0: Wouldn't that be fun? Wait, what was the sitcom that you were working on?
1: Oh, I did a little uh, sitcom on Netflix called Pretty Smart, and um, it was a great experience. But it was also like um, just like one of those things, you know what I mean? Where they're like, "We love you." I auditioned for the lead role, and then like they got a star name instead, and then so like you're gonna be the best friend, and they're like, "Oh, do you do drag?" And I was like, "No, I don't do drag, but I'm like willing to do drag because you know I love drag, so like why not? I'll do it." Yeah, and they're like, "Okay, sure. okay." Well, we want a real drag queen, so you'll just be the friend of the drag queen, and like it just started Ugh. i yeah eventually, like I went from like auditioning to the lead role you know to like just like a couple lines, like isn't it, it,
0: it that thing? it's like this this <sighs> is there are a million different ways it's that's a million different ways to break your heart I mean a million every, a fucking million it's just it's a real why do we do
1: this wild to wild ourselves? Business.
0: Because there's nothing more fun in the entire world when you actually get to do the thing. That's why, which is so it's, it's sick and it's crazy, but here we are. It's like, I wouldn't, there's nothing else I would rather be doing with my life. Nothing.
1: (laughs) I know. I I read that you were uh, working at an ad agency. Like, I think it was China, right? You were in China.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was living in Shanghai working for an ad agency.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I read that you were like, I can't do this. And then like you went and like did a monologue and you were like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, this I was having I mean, actually, like we were just talking about it sort of like energies and stuff like that. I was having these really intense fantasies like daydreams that I couldn't get out of my head of just daydreams of being an actor. And eventually I was like, okay, to shut these voices up, I've got to just do something about it. And it, it, I mean, to me, it felt like a version of fate where I was like, oh, this is what I was always meant to do and what I always wanted to do. It just took a Absolutely. lot to admit it to
1: myself. I love that you're, I don't know. I just like everything you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes. I feel like we're just like kindred <laughs> spirits. Like, I just totally agree with you. Um, it's so funny just because a couple of years ago, I was like in this dark place and I, I really didn't know like what to do. And it is it is beshared, it is faith. I was like asking for a sign from up above, from the greater good. And I was saying, just give me a sign that I'm supposed to do this, please. Just give me one sign that this is what I meant to do. That night, I met S.J. Iloco.
0: Oh my God.
1: <gasps> at a Mariah oh, Carey amazing. concert. And she's like, Are you an actor? Because you're hilarious and funny, and I want
0: to put you on tape. Oh my God. Oh, that's, that is so. And it's also like, sometimes you're just so down in the dumps about, I mean, you know, this business, it's, it's really hard and it can be really depressing. And like, sometimes you're so down in the dumps, you really do need a sign from up above.
1: I remember walking through Central Park crying, like New York city has millions of people in it, but it can make you feel so alone, like so quickly. And I just remember walking through Central Park crying, going, give me a sign, please. And then that (laughs) night she's like, oh my God, like, you would be so good on girls. And I'm like, it's my favorite show. Would you?
0: Like you just need something to tell something. you to keep fucking going. <laughs> and I love that it was SJ. That's so great. And she's such like a light. I mean, she's such a luminous, fabulous being.
1: She's a rare find, uh, one of my dearest and closest friends um sophie thank you so much for doing this you're incredible like i had such a good time watching your your film and thank you for doing this i really appreciate you giving us your thank time thank you
0: thank you for having me i'm really sorry that i couldn't bring more of like the bravoness that are was are you kidding me
1: do not apologize you know? <laughs> this was about talking to you this was about highlighting um your role of a lifetime which like we could thank all you. just Hope and pray for something so cool to fall in our laps like that. Like, I want to do a singing and dancing Saturday night special. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, but the good news is you're writing your own, which, like, what could be better than that?
1: <laughs> That's true. It's That's true. Try. And honestly, it gave me a lot of um inspiration. So, thank you for your art. I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Shout thank out you to
1: Amanda Kramer. Um, Amanda, you're awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the pod. I know that this year has been brand spanking new, and I appreciate all the downloads, and you guys coming right back to me. I know I took a little hiatus, and the love that you guys have given me is truly so rewarding. Thank you for all the messages. If you're on Spotify, you can see us. So um, don't listen to Spotify because you can see okay. us. But-
0: can I just say that you did not tell me that this was going to be videoed. I mean, thank <laughs> God I put on a little bit of eyeliner beforehand. I would have had better lighting. I'm just thrilled people are listening to you and your um, your fabulous podcast.
1: You're so sweet. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: You can find me on Instagram at Sophie von Hasselberg. And I have a podcast called Having a Night which is dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. So it's me and my friend Ari Venturi, and we just sit and talk about eating and drinking, and we usually get drunk while we record, and it's really, really fun. So (laughs) tune in.
1: I'm Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week, and we'll see you next time, terrible kids. Bye.
0: Bye.